Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Scott and Kyle. I'm leading the charge with Believe in Chargers only on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? So sorry, folks. Kyle and I were away for two weeks and we were with our families, but well worth it. And here we are, ready to bring it home for the last few hurrahs of the Bolts campaign. Hey, you know, you win some and you lose some. And unfortunately for our beloved Chargers, they did not strike with multiple chances and turnovers. Did not help their cause either. Does Anthony Lynn come back next year? Does Phillip Rivers get shipped to another team? Two out of the last three games are, excuse me, two out of the last four games are divisional with Minnesota and Jacksonville on tap. What is the move to make for this team? Come find out with Kyle and I. Just a reminder that if you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories such as iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us on the web at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts on all your social media accounts. Please come find us on Twitter as well at TheGoodSport82 and at KyleEmmanuel51 for all your sports-specific updates, Chargers questions you may have, and more times than I can count, as always... A little humor. (laughs) Also, in case you were interested in some of our other programming here in the Believe Network, take a listen to the LA Football Network with hosts Ryan Deerett and Talon Graff. There you go, two guys, for all things latest on LA sports. We're also looking for sponsors as well. Shoot us a DM on Twitter, and we would be happy to promote your brand on the net. Just a little Chargers history for you. In August of 1967, the then San Diego Chargers moved to Jack Murphy Stadium, which eventually became Qualcomm Stadium. Kyle, welcome back. I apologize. I'm a little under the weather from the climate change here in L.A. It's gotten a little cooler. Coming back from Florida and traveling and everything, that's what my voice sounds like, is that I traveled a lot, I didn't sleep much, and then I went to a hockey game last night. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing good. It's been uh, cold here in Fargo for a while, so I'm I'm pretty well used to that weather. All right. How was uh, your Thanksgiving? How's your holiday been? It's really good. Really good. Uh, you know, first time in a long time I was able to spend it with family and uh, not playing football. So uh, I, I definitely enjoyed. Got to get back to Nebraska. It was good. All good. Nice. Now tell me real quick, because I've always wanted to know some things about Nebraska. What are some of the, like, give me your top three things to do there in the wintertime. <laughs> stay inside and stay warm <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't know there's, there's there's not a lot to do um at least outside you know obviously um it's more north dakota but you can do ice fishing um there's still some hunting to be done um you know for me growing up obviously it was it was winter sports and i was still in high school and doing all that so um i didn't have to worry about it too much i, I already uh, had my schedule pretty well set have you ice fished before i have What's that like? I've all, I swear to God, I've always wanted to go ice fishing because like I want, there's, I'm not sure if you ever, you ever see the movie Grumpy Old Men? I have not. It's a, it's a comedy with uh, Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon, who are also the original odd couple. And, um, they ice fished in the movie and I always wanted to do that. Can you take me through kind of like how that works? 
Well, basically, you uh, you have to know someone with a bunch of gear. And that's that's first and foremost. But then you drag out like these tents, or some people have ice castles, which are basically like mobile trailers that you bring out on the ice. And uh, so you're not you're not cold. You bring heaters out there, um, and uh, you drink beer and sit there and fish rice. So it's uh, it's actually it's a pretty good time. It sounds kind of boring, but it's actually it's not a bad time. I would totally do that. Plus, you you know, with technology these days, you could do it on a Sunday and watch football while you're ice fishing. Yep. That would be amazing. Be amazing. Anyways, to the topic at hand, the Chargers, what is it? Three losses in a row now? Um, I feel like they've had their fair share of, excuse me, their fair share of chances this year, and they just haven't capitalized on them. And it's it really boggles my mind as to why Philip Rivers feels the need to for to to force his throws that he's been making because I believe that their losses are a testament to his to his uh group of turnovers and just continuing to throw those interceptions what do you think yeah I mean I have to agree with you to a certain extent I think you know and Philip would be the first guy to tell you he can't turn the ball over I think it's it kind of stems from more uh than just him playing poorly I think you know when you don't have trust in in your offensive line necessarily and you're not getting a lot of time to throw the ball sometimes you feel like you do have to force things and a lot of these turnovers we're seeing happen you know late in games um the two minute drills which I've talked about before on both sides of the ball have not been good um, you know, last week against the Broncos, we see them do a pretty good job of, you know, tying the ball game up. They get down and get a game-tying field goal, and then, the you know, defense, obviously, we all know how that one ended. So it's just been a, a tough stretch. Obviously, this was a stretch we looked at after they beat the Packers. We're thinking, all right, Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos, if you can win all three of those, you're sitting pretty, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, and they didn't play the Chiefs that badly, you know. They were in the game for a while, but – you have to, first of all, on defense, you have to win the turnover battle, and on offense, you can't turn the ball over. And I think that's primarily what it came down to. Yeah, really. If you look at that game, it's kind of it's almost impressive that they only lost by seven. Phil threw four interceptions, and you're playing a team you know as good as the Chiefs. I thought, I thought defensively, you know, they actually played solid that game against a really high powered offense. But uh, I mean, you turn the ball over four times. I don't, I don't know what else, what more you can say. That's going to be a tough game to win. And. Do you foresee any changes being made at the quarterback position this year or the next? Well, that's an interesting question, and I've been asked it a lot. Obviously, with Easton Stick, you know, one of my college teammates at North Dakota State guy uh, on the on the bench. You know, he's been a healthy scratch every game. You know, people ask me around here. You know, do they think? that would start him. I can only go back and look at personal experience. We were four and 12 and five and 11, my first two years and Philip started and played every single game. So I can only imagine they would do the same. Now we didn't really have a developmental guy at that time. Um, we also, you know, didn't really have a Tyrod Taylor as a backup as well. So I, I don't know, maybe, maybe you, uh, you know, in a second half of a game, you, you throw one of those guys in just to see what they can do. But that's also, that's tough too. Cause now you're basically telling your team you're giving up on this season, even though I know playoffs aren't there, but guys still want to win games. So I don't think anything this season, it'll be interesting to see what they do next year. I, I don't know. I believe Phillips contract is up. I don't think he wants to go anywhere else. I just I don't know. I could see maybe a one year deal, but uh, they if if you're going to bring Phil back in my opinion, they have to do something along that offensive line to to you, know, you don't have a mobile quarterback, you got to help him out. 
Yeah, and there were rumors that uh, the Chargers were considering benching him last week as well. Is there any truth to that? I have not heard uh, any truth to that. Um, but again, I, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me, I guess, if they just gave someone else a shot at this point. You know, I I don't know if they're mathematically eliminated, but not yet. You know, it's 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 yeah, it's probably it's probably not happening. The playoffs are probably not happening. Yeah, it's looking bleak right now. The AFC is a heck of a strong conference right now. And those two wildcard teams are going to come away with winning records. So I don't see it happening, unfortunately, as many chances that they've had. But um, I, 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 would, I personally would like to see Tyrod Taylor get a shot. And the only reason is, is because he's more of a mobile quarterback. And I kind of would like to see how that offense goes in motion with a mobile quarterback. You know, do they move a little faster? Do they move a little more efficiently? Any snap count's going to be different. You know, it'd be an interesting change to see. Yeah, and I think Anthony Lynn likes mobile quarterbacks. I think that's one of the reasons he brought Tyrod in. But it would be interesting to see, you know, what Shane Steichen does, at least play calling-wise. You know, you're going to have to switch things up. I would assume you're going to have a different game plan uh, with a a guy like Tyrod Taylor who's – you know, basically the complete opposite of Philip Rivers. You know, I mean, he he can throw the ball pretty well, but he's not going to be that stand in the pocket guy necessarily. And if you're doing that, you're not using him correctly. There is that. Also, you could you could take a you could take a page out of the uh, Ravens playbook and uh, see what they're doing right there. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. Right. That that although that's something I feel like you'd need a, an off season to kind of prepare for a little bit. Yeah, now that may that definitely makes sense, but um, yeah, we'll find out what happens in the next few weeks. And on the Anthony Lynn front, do you foresee any coaching changes being made? I don't. Um, again, just learning from from what I went through. You know, we we struggled my first year, and Coach McCoy they gave him another chance, especially just you know given what what the Chargers and when I was there, what we were able to do um, last season and make the playoffs, go twelve and four, win a playoff game. Um, I think he's earned the right to get a, another another chance. I think he is he is the the guy for the job um, right now. It's just they've had some really tough luck. I mean, every game they've lost has been by seven points or less. So um, I think you know some people would say that's coaching. Well, I mean that was an issue with the previous coach too. So there's there's something going on there, and uh, you know I obviously don't have the answers, or I might be <laughs> I, I might have a higher job if if I do know the answers. So it's something they're going to have to to try and figure out and find a way to win those close games like we did a year ago. Now I had a discussion with my friend the other day, and this would be an interesting uh, scenario. So obviously Ron Rivera got fired from the Panthers. He's from California. Phillip Rivers went to school in North Carolina. Ron Rivera comes to the Chargers next year as the head coach. Phillip Rivers goes to the Panthers next year as their quarterback since they are without a long-term quarterback. I don't know. I was just – kind of pondering that the uh the other day what do you think of that uh yeah i mean it would it kind of makes sense you know uh with the panthers probably moving on from cam newton if they feel like i feel like if philip did leave it he'd have to go to a team i'm trying to think of a team maybe the panthers are that team but a team were kind of like you know the vikings a few years ago when before they signed kirk cousins like hey all we're missing is a quarterback we just need to bring in a quarterback for one year an established guy you know a smart guy who can come in and, and maybe we make a run at it for one year so I, i'm trying to think of teams that would make sense for that and you know the panthers might be one i don't think ron rivera comes because like i said i think uh i think anthony lynn has earned his uh, right to uh 
to come back next season. Okay, fair enough. What are we expecting from the Jaguars game this year? Uh, excuse me, this weekend. Uh, the Jags, as we know, aren't having that great of a season aside from their defense. They've already switched back. They went back to Nick Foles when he was healthy, and now they're back to Gardner Minshew. What do you see happening this weekend? Well, this is a interesting one. I actually, you know, jumped on a Jaguars podcast and we were talking about the game, and I was like trying to come up with a, a you know, a, a pick for this game and and who who I think is going to win and. I honestly had a tough time doing it. I, I mean, obviously, I think the Chargers will win this game, but you look at it, you know, the Jaguars are kind of in turmoil. They just benched Nick Foles, who they just paid all this money to. Gardner Minshew's coming in, um, a guy who we've seen, you know, perform some magic, but the Jaguars' defense has also been struggling. Jaguars play the same defensive scheme as the Chargers, so something Philip Rivers is going to be very um, familiar with. I think this, if you're the Chargers, this is a good game for you because their defense, the Jaguars' defense, has been struggling. Um, but if you're the Chargers, you're going to have to be able to stop Leonard Fournette um, in that running game. So it's honestly, it's it's an interesting matchup between two four and eight teams. It's uh, it's kind of hard to pinpoint for me. Yeah, they, the Chargers. I think even though the playoff picture is looking a little bleak for them. A win would certainly put them in uh, some good graces for the home stretch. Yeah, for sure. They're, I mean, you're as a player, you're still forget the playoffs, man. If that's over, you're still trying to win games. You know, you you still have a job to do, and and there's the individual aspect that comes into it as well. So I don't see, you know, I don't foresee like, you know, their want to or their motivation for this game being any less now that you know the playoffs are most likely out of the picture. Although on, the br- on a brighter note, I do like what I'm seeing from Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. I think they've found kind of that uh, that pattern of plays that they want them in on. It's not really a guessing game anymore. Now they know what they have at the running back position and they're utilizing them correctly. Yeah, I, I agree. We talked about that a lot earlier in the season and when Melvin Gordon came back and just trying to find that balance. And I think it was tough for a while, but... I think you're right, Scott. I think they've they finally found it. Now they just need to be a, find a way to be a little more consistent. I believe they've only scored over 30 points twice this year. I was looking, and one was the first game of the year, and one was against the Dolphins. So, hasn't been exactly an offensive juggernaut uh, this year like we might have expected. But you know, a lot of that comes back to the reason we've talked about uh, all season long. Well, it's certainly something to build on for next year. Kyle, are you ready for our favorite part of this podcast, or what? I'm ready. Let's All do right. Pick'ems, baby. Here they come for this week. Let's start it out. Indianapolis at Tampa Bay. Six and six oh. versus five and seven. Yeah. The, I think the Colts have been a little bit of a disappointment uh, this year after kind of starting out hot. Uh, give me Tampa Bay. I, I don't know why. I think James Winston sometimes he, he can catch lightning in a bottle. Give me Tampa Bay this week. All right. I'm going to go with you with Tampa Bay on that one. I agree. Tampa Bay, sometimes they fire on cylinders and sometimes they're just a complete, just I don't even know what. Uh, but other than that, he gets happy feet in the pocket. Every time I see him with the ball, I'm panicking for him because like, right. he always seems to run for his life. Anyway, moving on, we got three and nine Miami Dolphins, four and eight New York Jets. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Yeah, I believe the uh, first one of the year for the Dolphins was against the Jets. This is kind of a tough one. Dolphins coming off a, a big win against the Eagles, but again, the Jets are kind of—they've kind of been Jekyll and Hyde this year. You just don't know what you're going to get with them. I'm going to say they find—they're going to find it this week. Give me the Jets. All right, take the Jets. I'll take the Dolphins. 
Now, the game of the week right here, San Francisco at New Orleans, two ten and twos. Uh, give me the 49ers. I think their defense overcomes the Drew Brees offense. Give me the Niners. I'm going to debate you on that one. I'm going to take the Saints. I think the Saints' defense is good enough to get it done. The 49ers are a good, solid 10-2 and two team, but I still think they have a few weaknesses in between the, in between the lines. But anyways, moving ahead, we have Detroit at Minnesota, 3-8-1 at 8-4. I'm going to go with the Vikings that they rebound this week. I will also take the Vikings. All right. Broncos at Houston, 4-8 at 8-4. I'm going to go with the Texans. Yeah, I think the Broncos only figured out how to beat the Chargers, apparently, because two of their four wins are against them. I will will pick against uh, the Broncos and go Texans in that one. Now, get ready for this one. Washington, the hottest team in the NFC East right now on a two-game winning streak. Three and nine at Green Bay, nine and three. No way I'm picking the Redskins at Green Bay. Give me the <laughs> I had a feeling you might say that. Yeah, I'll pick Green Bay too. It makes it only makes sense. But stranger things have happened in the NFL, such as the Dolphins beating the Eagles. It wouldn't shock me, honestly. It wouldn't shock me if the Redskins found a way, but can't pick them. Yeah. Well, the Redskins did beat them last year at home. I do remember that, but uh, it's entirely different this year. And I think Green Bay feels like they're kind of slowing down a bit and they need to uh, push that pedal to the metal. And I think they'll get it done on Sunday. Cincinnati at Cleveland, 1-11 at 5-7. and seven. I'm going to take the Browns. I will take the Browns as well. All right. Next, this is actually a pretty good one. Baltimore at Buffalo, ten and two at nine and three. Now a lot of people said Buffalo's rec- they're not as good as their record. I'm starting to think based on the way New England's playing, they may have a shot at upsetting them to maybe eventually take that uh, division title. I mean, we're going to find out, obviously, but this game's interesting. I'm going to take the Ravens, but don't be surprised if the Bills pull it out. Yeah, the Ravens have been so hot, you kind of expect them to to trip up at some point, but I don't see it being this week. Um, give me the Ravens. All right. Next up, Carolina at Atlanta. That's five and seven at three and nine. I will go with the Falcons, the home team. Yeah, I'm actually going to take the Falcons too. They've been playing a lot better the second half. Um, I think they find a way. Give me the Falcons. Next up, we've already covered this game. Chargers at Jacksonville, two, four and eights. You took the Chargers. I will take the Chargers as well. I think they'll get it done this weekend and they'll have something to build on for the home stretch. Yep, give me give me the Chargers. I don't, I don't really know how. I think it's going to be kind of a weird game, honestly. But I think they find a way, get back on that uh, winning side of the of the ball game. Oh, I'm totally joining you on that one. I think this game's going to be kind of like lopsided scoring a little bit. Not lopsided in the in the sense that it's a blowout, but like a low score, like a 13-10 game or something, right. or like 14, 14 to twelve somehow. Uh, Tennessee at Oakland, seven and five at six and six. I'm going to go with the Titans. Yeah, uh, the, the Raiders have looked terrible the last two weeks. Give me the Titans. Another great game coming Sunday afternoon. Kansas City at New England, eight and four, ten and two. I don't, these, so, full disclosure: these are probably my two least favorite teams in the NFL, having not had a ton of success against them when I did play them. But I, I, I can't pick against Bill Belichick at home against a, a young quarterback. Although, again, it wouldn't shock me. But I'm going to go Patriots. 
All right. You know what? I'm going to take the Chiefs this year. I know they didn't get it done last year, but I will take the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to come in rocking on all cylinders and take advantage of the fact that the Patriots' offense has kind of slowed down a bit. And that defense, you know, they were like unbeatable earlier in the season, and now they've showed some loopholes. They've displayed some loopholes. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. It's going to be a good one for sure. Uh, here is a rematch of the Super Bowl just a few years back. Pittsburgh at Arizona, seven and five at three eight and one. I will go Steelers. Yeah, Steelers keep finding a way to win games to, despite all the guys they're missing. I'm gonna go with the Steelers as well. All right, and then we got an NFC NFC West battle between Seattle and LA. You know, Seattle's gonna be the team to beat in that division, and I'm going with them. Yep, Seattle. Uh, it'll probably be close again because it seems like all their games are close, but uh, they find a way to win them all. So give me the Seahawks. All right, and then the NFC East battle on Monday night. New York Giants at Philly, 2-10 and 10 at 5-7. and seven. I'm going to say Philly this week capitalizes and gets back in that first place spot tied with Dallas, even though Dallas has a game in hand. Philly has a chance to take it down the stretch, and this yeah. is where it starts. It's an NFC East game, so someone's got to win. You know, No one in that division seems to want to win and uh, just take over it. I just keep thinking the Eagles, like they got to turn around eventually. They're, they're just struggling at that re- receiver core. Really, really bad. Carson has not had a, a ton of guys to throw the ball to, but they're getting a little healthy. I think they come around. I got to think they win this game. I'll take the Eagles. All right, and as we already know, Dallas and Chicago played the other night. Chicago coming away with a win in that Just a reminder that if you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, such as iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us on the web at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on your social media accounts. And now for listener questions. Evan from Anaheim asks, does Phillip Rivers put on a Chargers uniform next year? Do they ride with Tyrod or do they draft a new quarterback? Kyle, weigh in, even though we already touched on that a little bit. Yeah, we did. I think, uh, honestly, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of torn on this one, but I'm going to say he does. I'm going to say they sign him to a one-year deal and uh, he comes back for one more year with the Chargers. All right. Yeah, I'm very curious as to see how this thing plays out. I think he'll probably be back next year since they've been very dedicated to him as he has with them. So we will see. Rachel from Inglewood asks, do you think the new stadium gets more fans to the games? Well, I think it gets more fans. I don't know which fans it'll be, but I think I think for sure, at least at the beginning, there's going to be kind of this novelty. You're, you're going to want to go see that stadium. I want to go see that stadium. You know, as someone who was involved with the whole transition, I want to go see. I think that you're going to see a lot of people show up. And, and like I've talked about before, you know, winning cures everything. So if the Chargers start winning games, you're going to see a lot of Chargers fans, I think, start to show up. Jumping on that old bandwagon. I think that at first, when the stadium opens, yeah, people are going to be curious. Even like Fairweather Chargers fans are going to be like, oh, wow, this new stadium and everything. I'm interested as well. It's going to definitely be the event in L.A. for, of course, a few months when it opens. And I think it honestly, it all depends on the marketing. I've seen signs around L.A. on billboards, Chargers billboards and things like that. I'm not sure what kind of marketing that has really done for them considering Every more times than none, more fans of the away team are coming to games, as you and I have already discussed many times. But I think it depends on the marketing for the stadium, definitely. So, yeah. 
Lester from Burbank asks, this is for Kyle. Kyle, do you ever have impulses of putting that uniform back on? <laughs> uh, yeah, good question. Um, yes, I do. Uh, I, I keep telling people and they ask me, but you know, it kind of comes in waves for me. Some days, uh, I feel like, you know, I'm happy with my decision. Some days I'm missing it a little bit, but, uh, you know, uh, I think that's kind of normal, whether I would have retired, you know, like I did when I did, or if I would retire five years later, uh, I think, you know, when you're, when you're part of football for that long, you're always going to miss it. And, um, you know, that might, that might carry into next season. So it's going to be a while before it feels normal again. All right. And do you still have a sports agent, even though you're out of the game? Um, well, I don't know technically legally or what, whatever, how that works. I mean, I'm still in contact with my agent. Um, but, uh, you know, the, uh, at least the professional side of it is over for now. But, uh, there is a chance that teams can come calling whenever. Yeah. I guess there's, there's always that chance. Yep. All right. All right, folks. Well, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. See what happens in this Jaguars game this weekend versus our Bolts. Thank you for listening. Good night. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube